0: I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it.
1: Biggie. that. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the KIRP Radio Show. I'm your host Pudgy Man, and you guys know how we do it every time, every week, same time, same place, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the KIRP Radio Show, WM3G's number one black conservative show. Yeah, that's how we do it, baby. Southeastern United States, almost 10 million, almost 10 million, 10 million, 10. Yo, that's a lot of people, man. Y'all gotta respect that, man. We definitely doing our things. So shout out to everybody out there who has uh, contributed. To, excuse me, who has contributed to making this show the number one black conservative show Southeastern United States. We here to take over the world. In case you didn't know, it's like the Pinky and the Brain cartoon. I'm Brain and I'm Pinky, and you know we really trying to make this happen. And my kids right now are probably saying, "Yeah, you are Brain because you got a big head," but y'all got a big head too. Anyway, shout-out to everybody out there, man, conservatives for Guilford County, C4GC. You guys are in there. Also, shout-out to my nonprofit, all my brothers and sisters that hold us down, Uh, Rashad Woods, the VP. Shout-out to you guys and uh, the Loving Father Society of North Carolina. And uh, I love being a black father. Check us out on Facebook. It's Facebook.com backslash I love being a black father, man. You know how to spell it. Um, That's a nonprofit that we picked up, and we're definitely trying to make a difference out here in the community, man, and, you know, trying to, you know, do what we do best for all individuals that's out there that need just a helping hand or needs to be, you know, helped out along the way. So shout out to you guys, and I apologize if the sound is crazy or if we're having some technical difficulties or this, that, and the other um, it's been a crazy week, man. The CPU crashed for the show. I have a personal computer that I that it will not work to run this show. So right now we're doing this off of a smartphone. So shout out to all the smartphone technology out there, man. And y'all y'all should give me a big up, man, because I got all sorts of stuff rigged up to my smartphone. And you know what's crazy about it is right, this smartphone is the same phone that I had in my pocket that I got caught in the rain on my motorcycle with on Friday. So, you know, I come in the house, I'm thinking it's good. You know, phone doesn't work. So, you know, I whip out the good old blow dryer. Of course, it wasn't mine. His wifey Mm. whip out her blow dryer. And, uh, you know, I blow the phone out, try to get it, try to get it going. And then, you know, it worked, worked a little bit. But, uh, it's not that good because... Through the shows uh, server, and and this is how I'm talking to you guys. So you know, big me up for that, man. Let me get some love for that. I should get I should get a paycheck. Well, I do get a paycheck, but I should be hired. I guess I am hired, but I should get some love. Let me get some love for being an engineer tonight and and hooking all these wires and stuff up. And uh, you know, shout out to all you guys out there too, man. Who are saying who are right now probably saying, yeah, Pudgy, we giving you some love, man. I appreciate it because. You know, can't nobody stop the show? We do have other ways to bring you guys a show, but I love to have my guest on and uh you know, speaking of guests, I gotta be a little bit different tonight because we're talking about jobs, and I got a whole list of things here, and I did all this studying for you guys because I wanted people to be able to leave this show with something that could make a difference in their lives a positive difference in their lives other than what we what we normally do um we've talked about jobs before in the past we have brought people on you know employment specialists and this that and the third we also have an employment specialist by the name of yanara hernandez she's coming on tonight to tell you guys what to do to start your careers like where do you start because a lot of people out there have worked one particular job all their life or worked in the factories a lot of factories have closed a lot of folks have lost their businesses, and frankly, people don't know where to start off anymore. Like, people don't know how to start from the beginning, what to do, how to write a resume. You know, I talked to a brother, well, I talked to a sister the other day, and uh, she was like, you know, I really didn't know how to write a resume. I had to Google how to write a resume because I hadn't written one in 15, 20 years. So, you know, these are the realities that a lot of people are facing For one second, I definitely got to give a B.I.G. shout out to all my folks out there in Boston, all my people out there in Texas, man. I know you guys are going through, and it's not a lack of awareness why we're not covering that right now. There's so much going on that I'm kind of waiting. Shout out to Glenn Beck. You guys, make sure you listen to Glenn Beck tomorrow to hear what this man has to say because he's supposed to bring some stuff to the forefront But, you know, there's a lot of different things that we could talk about that has happened in current events. But I think positive, you know, we plan for the show. And some people listen for the plans that we have and the things that we already have organized. So, you know, that's why we're talking about jobs. And we put it up over a month ago. So I know a lot of people because we got a lot of people that has me back that has told me, hey, we are hiring. Here's the list of jobs that we have. And uh I'm still compiling and putting those lists together. So on the on the second show, part two, we get off the list of all the folks out there who are acting on the spot and what you need to do. But tonight we're gonna to tell you guys what never what the number one step is and you know what you can do to employ yourself possibly right now. So welcome to the show. Uh my home girl Sunny Johnson, my little sister, man, who's always holding it down, doing things, B I G. Sonny, what's up?
0: I was just wondering if you got tired of me yet. So you said you ain't get tired, so I'm back for another week. <laughs>
1: Never get tired of you, man. Never get tired of you. Charlotte you you like. doesn't have to call her. Let me bring Charlotte from uh, stretchingyourbudget.com to the show. She's always on the money segment. Charlotte, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Doing great, doing great. Listen, we we are under some unusual circumstances tonight, folks. We have to cap this in an hour because, frankly, I don't know what will happen. I don't know if this phone is going to catch on fire with all the stuff that I got going and hooked up to it and that I got going (laughs) on. But, you know, we're going to try to rock this thing out, man, because a lot of people are, are listening to the show and they depend on us being able to bring them to the show. So, you know what, without further ado... Charlotte, Sonny, you guys have the floor. I'm gonna chime in, and Charlotte, I, I don't know, you know, if you had anything particular for us tonight, but you know, I, I never wanna. When I see you in the queue, I never wanna not bring you on and, and not, you know, acknowledge you and not have you say anything to the listeners because a large part of this audience tune in just to listen to you. Like they can care less what I'm saying. So shout out to all the people out there that tunes in to listen to Charlotte and Sonny, You rocking with me for the duration?
0: I got you, babe.
1: Sounds good to me. So, Charlotte, what you got for us?
0: Um, well,
2: I just thought I would give a few tips on smart ways to spend your tax refund money since we just passed that big.
1: I love oh. that. Let's do it.
2: <laughs> All right. So um, if you're like my family, we got this money. We did get a refund, which is nice. Um So now we're like, okay, what do we do with it? You know, as humans, our first instinct is to just go and buy whatever you've been wanting because you've been, you know, saving up for so long or, um, you know, there's just always a want. It's just a desire. Our human instinct is to always want and crave and lust after things that we can't have. So I thought that I would give you a few um, ideas that I think are good um, uses for your tax refund money. So um, the first one, and you guys have heard of um, me talk about uh, financial peace with Dave Ramsey, um, but we've been through that, and we are, are really big believers in it. But so the first thing that he offers and the first thing that I'm going to suggest is to put your tax refund towards the start of your <laughs> emergency fund, or if you already have your emergency fund, increase it. Um the suggested amount for an emergency fund is $1,000. Um, so, however, you need to do to go about saving that, that money, that seems like a lot, but it really doesn't take a lot of time when you're just putting a little bit back here and there. But if you take your tax refund, if you did get that much, um, and put that down, then you've got that cushion for when you have an emergency. And that's what it's there for emergency only. It's not for you decide you want to go out to eat one night and you dip into the emergency funds. Emergency is for an emergency. So make that clear.
0: So Charlotte, I I like to jump in because I I want you to clarify something else. This is so you don't, and make sure we throw this out there that this is so you don't have to use your credit card.
2: Especially.
0: And a lot of people wait until, something bad happens, and then they use it on their credit card, and then they're charged interest, which actually costs them more. But having the fund that you put, that you're talking about, that negates the use of putting those big chunks on your credit card that sometimes can get you caught up and, and get you in a bad situation. Is that, is that something that helps cure that use of running to that credit card?
2: Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's not For me and for most people, Credit cards that loom over your head is always a burden. And so having an emergency fund uh, alleviates that. So you might have an emergency, but you're okay because you saved for the rainy day. But when you have a credit card fund, then you are that looming kind of feeling and burden weighs back on you while you're trying to figure out how to pay off that emergency. So that's why I like to have this emergency fund so that you don't have to stress about whatever it was that was an emergency because you've already stressed on the emergency itself, right? So that's kind of the like philosophy behind that. But you're true. with It does add interest in that kind of thing. But that's kind of my thought on it. <laughs>
0: no, exactly. I mean, everything you said, was it was sounding perfect. It was kind of like those lessons learned the hard way. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you know and, and so sometimes uh we don't pick up on how fast like you can get caught, you know, because so many emergencies come up at once and you just get caught mm-hmm. piling on interest and piling on interest when you could do something as simple as actually having an emergency backup fund.
2: Exactly. And I mean, if you don't if you didn't get a tax refund, I still say start your emergency fund today. Even if you're putting back $20 a paycheck, before you know it, oh, yeah. without not being touch, it's going to be there. And we had this happen last year. Um, something went out on our car right before we were going to the beach, and it was like six hundred bucks. Oh, and we had the money there to pay for it, so nice. we didn't have to stress. We didn't have to cancel our vacation. Our emergency fund was there. So, and when you're go- when you're going through becoming debt free, this is your first starting point because you don't want to start paying off debt and stuff if you have no cushion for an uh-oh because you've kind of already taken all your money and now you're left with, oops, I have nothing left. <laughs> so, you know, the first <laughs> thing that we try to push is your emergency fund. So this is just a good tip, whether it's your tax refund or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's
0: said. They're saying money, there's a difference between being poor and being broke. And mm-hmm. i like... That that's the difference, like you can be broke, but have your emergency fund so you're not poor yeah. if anything happens, right, you right. can right. care of it and and I think that's a great analogy, so i'm cu- sorry to cut in, but you just give no, such
2: good-, good
0: you give such good tips, I gotta make sure everybody is completely grasping your brilliance on these ones
2: <laughs> and I mean, you bring up a good thing, broken and poor. Um, my take on it is broke is because you kind of put yourself in that position. You spent out and didn't plan. And poor, you can be happy and be poor. I mean, we've had, we've been at a point where we have had no money and we are still happy because we're a family. But broke, you have stress. You've got credit card debt. You've got, I mean, you're just broke because you didn't plan. So that's the way I take
0: it. <laughs> Thank God. <of> God. <laughs> Just, you just left somebody tonight, Charlotte. Somebody, somebody <laughs> goes <spend laughs> on tonight, Charlotte.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right, Someone. so second thing. So we already got, we're talking about emergency funds. If you got more than $1,000 from your tax refund, you're going to start your emergency fund. Second thing, pay off your high interest debt. So we kind of rolled what we were talking about into the second one. But the reason for this is because you are spending so much on interest that you are going to take double the amount of time. So if you put $15 at McDonald's on your credit card for a 21% interest rate, you're paying, what is that, $45 for your $15 meal. So actually it would even be more than that. $60, $60 on your $15 meal. So point in blank. You don't want to keep that high interest debt looming over your head. So, you know, when we say pay off debt and pay off credit cards, kind of the rule of thumb that we follow is the snowball effect. And what that is is you pay off your smallest credit card first and dump all the money that you were paying in your – um paying on those payments each month, even if it's the minimum payment, you take all of that money that you were paying and start dumping it on the biggest credit card you have or your biggest loan that you have. Um, That could even be student loans, car loans, whatever kind of loans you have. But the goal is to start off small and pay off your smallest ones, and then you do the snowball effect. So you're taking all of that money that you're paying off on those that you were paying on the smaller credit cards that you're no longer having to pay because you just paid those off or taking that money and putting it on to the big one. You just <laughs> can't wait it. So um, yeah. that's your next thing to do. Pay off your high interest credit card, consumer debt, any kind of debt that you have. Work for me. <laughs> you did it.
1: Man, I'm doing it. I've I've done it Good. and I'm still doing it. And you know what? Almost done, man. I mean, this is the home stretch. It was going to be November, but I'll be debt-free around, like, September, sometime around that, October, maybe. And Now,
2: is that including your home or just everything else?
1: No, nah, it's not including the home because we sold the house okay. and we live in the rental now, a very small rental okay. at, at that. But, okay, let me hush. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, that's good, though. <laughs> I mean, you
2: have to start somewhere. I mean, we were debt-free last year, and when my husband started his business again in the beginning of this year, we are now back into debt. But we know the steps and we just get back out of it because, you know, 75% of divorce rate is because of money and finances. So if you can make um, that change now, um, it's just simple little steps. I mean, I'm only on step two, and I could go on and on about ways that you can be debt-free, but just simple steps. It's just taking the time to do it. I mean, like I said in the beginning, it's human nature to want to spend and buy things that you like or whatever the next commercial shows that you think you need. Uh, I yeah. mean, I'm human. I have, to have the I struggle with that every day. It makes me, you know, feel good when I get to go buy something. But it's whether you want to make an impact in your family's life. Do you want to be struggling for the rest of your life? Do you want your kids to see you struggling? Do you want do you what legacy do you want to leave? And that's kind of the thing that you have to. Get your mindset on. I've always said that, you know, becoming debt free and finances is almost like being on a diet. You have to have the mindset. If you don't, you're not going to do it. So um, that's just to kind of you have to you have to be ready. You have to be in it for the long haul and committed, and just making the steps. And if you're married, you have to do it together. If you're single, you need to find accountability for that. You need to find the, a friend. Or a coworker, somebody you trust that can hold you accountable for the things that you're trying to do, whether it's paying off, not eating out at lunch, um, whatever it might be. But um, I have to stress on marriages: you've got to come together. Um, you know, that's the way it's laid out. You know, God's ordained us to be two, to become one. Everything should be one. When I hear about finances being separate, it's you're almost. Already creating a divide, a division within your home. So, for us, it's stressful, money stressful, finances are always stressful. Mm-hmm. But when you know the tips and you know how to get to the end result, you're already halfway there. You've already beat the battle halfway. So, um, you know, I just kind of got yeah, off on a tangent. So, sorry. I only made it to two steps. That That's I what it I did talk about. <laughs>
1: Yo, son, you got but a bridge on his junk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been it, there. I can I can I, I can a
2: testament of that. I mean, we still struggle with this stuff. Don't think that because I speak on money and I coupon and do all this stuff. It is still a daily struggle. We are of the flesh. We make mistakes, yeah. we stumble. You know, but hearing tips like this and just reiterating and refreshing things and it might be something you don't know. I hope, I hope somebody out there doesn't <coughs> know some of these things.
1: There's um, a lot of somebodies out there that don't know some of this stuff and and it's, yeah. and it's huge. You know, it's impactful. Folks use it to better their lives and, you know, I'm all for it, man. That's, that's why we have you on doing what you do, baby. Yeah. Well, I I,
2: I love just being able to share and you know, hoping you can impact at least one person. So thanks for the opportunity for that. <laughs> okay.
0: No, and I think what you did, what you did, I mean, most politicians need to take a cue from what you just said in that when you walk around like you're perfect, it's kind of mm-hmm. one of the reasons that people are turned off, you know, because they're like, yeah, I bet if I looked in your closet, you know. But when you can be honest and tell people, you know, this ain't easy. All of this, it, it is not easy. There comes a price with it. There comes mm-hmm. arguments, you know what I'm saying, within your, your household. Life. There comes yeah. times when you have to tell your kids no. It mm-hmm. All of those things are there. But when you can have people who put themselves out there in a, in a position to share, also share that they have struggles, that is more powerful than anything. So big up, yeah. Charlotte, Charlotte. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, and I have to
2: interject because this morning at church, so I, I guess I'll preach some more. But this morning at church, she, or you know, the pastor's wife actually is a pastor, too, and she was speaking a little bit. But she was saying, you know, as humans and most Christians nowadays and anybody, they put on this facade, like, I'm perfect. Look at me. I've got it all together. And underneath, they're not admitting that they can't do it. And then so you just kind of spoke on that, Sonny. But basically, you know, if if you want things to work, you've got to call out and ask God, make this work. I'm not going to quit. He needs to see your persistence. He needs to see that you want to make a difference in your finances. If you're tired of, you know,
0: being tired, paycheck paycheck tired. paycheck, and,
2: yeah, being tired of being tired. I mean, I'm at that point personally. We're, you know, and so saying I can't do it anymore. I mean that hit yeah. home to us this morning. It was like you are speaking to us. Thank <laughs> you. But I mean, hopefully speaking to somebody else. If you're, you know, don't put on the facade. God knows where you're at. Amen. You need this. You need to tell him. Let him know that you are, mm. you know, crying out. You, you need help. You know, don't don't put off. I've been this whole week. I've been doing this. Don't put off today what you can do tomorrow, or tomorrow what you can do today. I mean, making him do it tonight. Start tonight. Stop saying I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it next week, this week, next week. Do it now. You know, make that difference in your family's life. So stop saying you can do it all when you can't.
0: There
1: you go. Man, <laughs> I like that right there. You did. You did preach again. I, I told you, you I just you know, it's again, just flowing.
2: Man. You gotta speak it when you're led.
1: <laughs> there you, you go. it's just how. Awesome. So I right, check this out. So. You know, she just gave us some, some great tips, and she gave us two small trial sermons. And, you know, somebody out there should be feeling refreshed right now. I feel good with the information that she just gave. So, you know, for anybody who just logged on, welcome to the show. Um, we're with Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com, and she's on every week as you guys know a quarter after the hour. And uh, she just gave us two amazing tips. Number, Her first tip was... <laughs> Well, she was talking about your tax money. You know, if, if you didn't receive income tax money or whatever money you have, the first thing you should do to solidify your future or just to help yourself out and your family is to start an emergency fund, an emergency account, an mm-hmm. emergency fund, shoebox, sock, call it what you want to call it, but start an emergency fund. And to sum it up, I think from what I got, you know, in my notes, from what I got that she was saying is, you know, commit to an amount. And once you commit to, to that amount, you know, make that a priority. And once you save that money, you don't have to worry about other things. When you have an emergency, you have that there, not credit cards, you know, not charge account, but your own mm-hmm. cash dollars that you set aside for any kind of emergency that comes up. And and I will even add, Charlotte, you know, to folks out there listening that, you know, why not have several uh, emergency funds, maybe one for the house, maybe one for the car, maybe one for this, one for that. You know, do what you gotta do in in order to put your future in your own hands without having to lean on somebody else or get a loan for somebody else or depend on a credit card and card, the bank or what may have you. So that was the first part. And the second part was what's the second part, Charlotte?
2: Pay off high interest debt. I'm sorry? Pay off all your pay off all your high interest debt.
1: Pay off debt, man, you're supposed to came right in and say that. You know, that's my specialty pay off your debt. I've done it. It can work. You know, get those high-interest credit cards out of the way, man. If, you, if you're chipping away, and, and here's from experience, and then I'm going to move on. I know I'm heavy on this topic, but if you keep chipping away at these credit cards and that debt, first of all, you, you can't pay the minimum payment, so you will be paying these payments for years. Okay? Mm. You'll be on for years, you'll be started, and then you'll just, it, it'll be over with. But what you can do It pays more than the minimum payment on those high-interest loans first, make those out of the way, and then work towards the smaller loans or the low-interest rate loans. And then, man, you'll start saying at the end of the tunnel, trust me, it works. I promise you it works. promise you it works. So, But you got to commit to it, man. You got to be real with yourself and know that, you know, I can't keep getting back in debt every time I pay this down. Lord knows I've done it. So. That's a summary of Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com's report for this weekend. Charlotte, shout-outs. Let's do it. Uh,
2: Well, shout-out to my husband, as always. He took my son so that I could speak with you guys. So he's just a good support and so I can give him my credit.
1: So shout out to Mr. Holder and little Mr. Holder and little Miss Holder yes. wherever she is and <laughs> shout out to you Charlotte. So for you folks out there just listening man make sure you log on to stretchingyourbudget.com. You can see all the tips that Charlotte has on there, all the coupons. Also try also look her up on Facebook at the Triad Super Saver T R I A D Triad Super Saver. That's her too. So uh you know she's always got and some and this that and the other for you. So make sure you guys check her out. Charlotte, I appreciate it. Highlight you next week. Uh, Charlotte, yes. Charlotte. Yes. Before you go, real quick.
0: Yeah. I
1: just like to let
0: you know that um, when you tell her when you, I I like what you said. I'm sorry I had to bring this up. I gotta make it said you gotta say out loud that you need help. Yes. Another turn in- God. And another important part about that is not being afraid to pray for other people who find themselves in the same situation as you.
1: And when you
0: come out and you testify and and tell it like that, that's like giving a prayer to other people that are going through it. So I'm just letting you know, you shouted real loud right there to tell God that that you ain't quitting and you ain't giving up. And I want to give shots out to you to let you know that we hear you. And we shout with you. I leave that right there with you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, don't don't take all the blessings
2: for yourself. You always want to bless give them other back, people. and you and
0: did it. And I'm telling you, I want you to walk away, head hell high tonight, knowing you did exactly that tonight. So big up, Charlotte. Thank you. Big up, big
1: up. It's a stick up. That like was brought to you by SOS. Save your on-road, man, I lost my cue, sorry about that. Save your on-road service, man, (laughs) emergency services for anybody out there that have broke down on the road. You can be at the airport, you can be in your driveway, you can be at the store, you can be shopping, supermarket, at a bodega, you can be at a liquor house in your car, and save your on-road services will come rescue you, you guys. It is 8.30 p.m., have any commercials at PM. 30 p.m. in the Triad, North Carolina, Greensboro, Burlington, Winston, Salem. We do a B I G. Shout out to the Love and Father Society out there. Sonny, what's up? What's up? You talking to me? You... Yeah, I said Sonny. Ain't nobody else on here named Sonny. I What's out. up, P? What's happening? I don't know, man, but I I, I like the way it's flowing. I don't know how we're going to have to give a shout out to the bosses out there. So, we want to take this moment to give a B.I.G. shout out to Adidas. The return. Shout out to Derrick Rose. The return. Eddie, the legend. We'll you, Even though the man didn't play in his playoffs, you definitely give a B.I.G. shout out to Adidas and the big things they do over there with my D. Rose straight out of Chicago. shout Town for folks who are from the area. You guys know what I'm talking about. They took a L, L, Sonny, in the first game in the playoffs, but they'll be back. Be She'll be back. And coffee say that. She'll
0: be back. Another She's let me. Oh, okay. Stop. No. Like these, um, these days, I don't have, really have much <laughs> patience for for millionaires that, that aren't standing up for the fact that they're millionaires, and that includes ballers. So right Ooh. now, all of them on a the short string with me.
1: <laughs> no, hold up. You're kind of. You can't put everybody in that basket. You can't do that. I
0: I put no, I put the I'll put everybody let's just say my attention is focused elsewhere. Let's just put it that way. It ain't about it ain't about picking and choosing a particular person to put it all on. It's just my my personal attention be elsewhere. And this is like this is the first year in in wow, maybe twelve years that I really haven't paid attention at all to NBA, you know, at all. So right now, I feel awkward even looking at it.
1: Your team ain't doing too good. You must, I ain't must got not, no yeah.
0: team. In yeah, basketball, I like <laughs> players. I follow players. I don't follow teams in basketball. So there you go with that one.
1: Uh-oh. Right, well, right now you pulling for the Pacers, and so am I. And I'm going to my sponsors, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, man. Hey listen, we're talking about jobs this evening, this Sunday, and and you have created um quite the portfolio, I'll say. Um in a in a short amount of time, you have done a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, I'm putting the spotlight on you, so relax. And um you've done a lot of things in short, and, and you've done these things you've done these things with your own talent. And uh a lot of people out there are always wondering, I believe, you know, how they can get their talents, um, how they can make revenue off their talents, you know, how they can make money off the talents or how they can exploit the talents and, you know, really put them out there for profit or, or, or what may have you. Now, I, I mean, I don't think a lot of people understand the groundwork that you have to put in with that, like the grind. And, you know, that's one part of it. But, you know, how did you, like, get involved? How how did you start making um, some kind of income, whether it be website, speaking engagements, or what may have you? How did you get into making a profit off of what you love to do?
0: Well, A, I, I, hey, I got to start with the fact that it's not, it was nothing but grace. And I, I've said this before. I didn't choose this. You know it wasn't it wasn't like I looked out at my future. and was like, "Hey, I'm gonna be a conservative that everybody hates and calls names." <laughs> you know what I'm saying I didn't set out for this it was it was the it was what was handed to me, and so yeah. you know there's no way that I could tell this story without making that first making that known up front. you know I didn't choose it. And and I'll tell you what's really funny is that one day I was kind of, hey, and Charlotte, see, Charlotte just set the example for the night because now it's like I feel like confession. But all, all of us go through it, that moment that we realize that liberalization has failed us, all right? All of us go through it, that moment we realize that everything that we have lived our life by has been wrong. You know, and it's kind of that moment you wake up in debt. It's kind of that moment you wake up with um, a whole bunch of problems in your relationship. That moment you yeah. don't, you know, you mad at your daddy, you not talking to him, you won't talk to your sister, you not talking to your brother, you angry, and you don't know why. That's liberalism. And, and we all hit the wall of, of realizing that point. And I hit the wall. And I went back, and and this is the difference between running to government and running to family. When you run to government, government gives you a check. When you run to family, government gives you a, I mean, when family gives you a check up, you know, Mm -hmm. they, they start, they get rude with you. They get, they get nasty with you. They be like, why the hell ain't you doing this? Why ain't you doing, you know what I'm saying? And you, and you have to examine yourself. You have to look at yourself. You have to see yourself to make changes. And that's it. And one day when I was in my my broken state and my cousin came to me and my cousin was like, you got death on your face. Is it suicide or homicide? Uh. And, and that was it for me. I was like, good. You know, I was broken. And at that moment she asked me, she was like, if there was anything that you could do, if there was anything that you could do with your life, what would you do? And I said, I would write. I would be a writer. And she was like, well, that's impossible. You can't do that. And, I, and, and the minute she said it, I was like, watch me. And, <laughs> hey, from there, everything happened. It's about first choosing, it, like what Charlotte said, getting to that moment where you're like, you, I, I've had enough. I'm tired of being tired. You know, I am tired of being tired. And when you get to that moment and you give yourself the opportunity to see that your life could be more, that's how you make it. Now, I know I'm being all philosophical and you're talking about the actual <laughs> yeah, nooks and true crannies true. of it. But you know, no, I can't... I can't get to the nooks and crannies without going through the faith. It's, it, it's an impossibility for me. So... With with the face being taken care of and that being taken care of, the nooks and crannies are a bitch, and and that is and that is no lie. I will put that on everything. I am the creative type. I don't like the nooks and crannies. I don't like keeping (laughs) receipts. I don't like it, okay? It, it annoys the hell out of me. I don't like linking to this and linking to that, to connect it to PayPal. To I don't like it. And it gets to the point where it frustrates the hell out of me to the point where I don't even want to do it. And and it's, it's honestly, it is a struggle. But I think what it is is we, we weren't given these skills. So we're all trying to do it on the fly and learn on the go. At least I am. And you can have all the tips that you want. You can have all of the books. You can read all the self-help. You can do all of that. But I think what's really missing is mentors, people who who will come around and be like, make money. This is how you get it started. And I'm not part of a group. I don't need uh, I don't want you as part of my organization. This is simply a one on one relationship with you and I to get you from point a to point b and As right. I read history, a lot of a lot of the people we read about in the history books, they always had that one mentor that one person that that kind of gave them the guideline. And that's what's most important because right now it is a struggle. I mean, even when you go and, like, this is my second year of being myself as an entity, you know, where I I profit off of what I do and I file taxes and I do, and, like, going in and having the lady tell me this time, you know what Obamacare is going to do next year if you haven't signed up, and, you know, these deductions probably won't be available this year if such and such. I'm sitting there listening to her telling me all of these. It makes the regulations in the country today are what makes it so impossible for people like us to start at the bottom you know and, and right now that's like what I'm what I'm listening to a lot of is Drake. I've been listening to it over and over again. That started from the bottom cuz it makes me smile. But a lot of the regulations that's stopping us from getting to the top the government has put into place and it is strangling us because if it was just as simple as filing the license, if it was just as simple as, you know, simple, this is how much you make, this is how the percentage you take, this is what your taxes are so you don't have to go and pay someone $600 to do your taxes. <sighs> Sorry, I had a little flash there. They They are making it impossible for people to start at the bottom. And I wish I could be more cheerful about it, but as someone who's getting kicked in the pants right now by having to go through this process, I don't find a lot of cheer in it. Okay, did we lose P? Wow.
1: Uh,
0: okay. Well, you are listening to KRRP Radio Show. Shout out to Party. You still B.I.G. in the book, Bob? I'm sure he's having some kind of technical difficulties, as you said. As he said, he raised the show all up. Was. He was having some some problems there, and um, I guess he had to go. But I'm guessing that I'm still online. So I'm hoping that that's the case and I'm not sitting here talking on the air. Anyway, this yeah, is Sunny. I guess I'm gonna be I'm gonna be repping P until he can get back on air. And since I got this opportunity, let me let me take it, my friend. I got a uh, shout out to Kira Davis. Um, Kira Davis wrote a, a open letter about outreach to uh, Ryan, for, to Ryan's previous who is head hey. of. A, oh, you back?
1: Yeah, I'm back.
0: I commented just show for a minute.
1: Open letter. I don't know what happened. I got I got kicked off my own show, man. I guess I ain't been paying the bills. No, you know we we can having these technical problems and the CPU crashed and uh, you know we're doing this by smartphone, but the show must go on. Shout out to everybody out there listening to the KRP Radio Show. Catch us on Facebook, Facebook.com/backslash KRP Radio Show. Also on the website KRP Radio Show.com. What's this about this open letter, man? I know we got we got um uh, employment specialist Janara Hernandez online waiting to get on the show, but give us a couple minutes. I want to hear about this open letter that Kira Davis wrote. Shout-out to Kira, too. B-I-G, in my book. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Kira is Keira, bu- just a bubble of fun. So whenever I get to um, – <laughs> she's serious about her politics, don't get me wrong. But I'm a yeah. personality person, and she just uh, a complete bubble of fun. So shout-out to Kira. But she wrote this open letter to Ryan's previous, and I'll I'll put the link up on my Twitter because that's not really – the focus of it, because I wanted to kind of give my own little open letter to Reince Priebus, but I'll put the link up for Kira's because um, it is definitely worth reading. And and shout out to all the conservatives that pushed it into Reince Priebus's hand, and he had a he had a meeting with Kira, and they got to actually discuss, you know what I'm saying, some outreach from some actual, you know communities that need the outreach, so let's just put it that way. So big shout-out to Reince for making that possible. But I, it, I, what I wanted to do was I wanted to make a little open letter myself for Reince Priebus and the Republican Party. Now, I have, I think I've made myself pretty clear that I think that the biggest problem with what the GOP does is they're afraid to sell capitalism. Like, for some reason, they are afraid to sell independence. And for the party that's supposed to be Limited government, constitution oriented, I find it laughable that you're Afraid to sell independence, capitalism Freedom, you know, especially In the financial arena So, I wanted to give a shout out I wanted to give a, a suggestion To Reince Priebus Right now We have no Senate, we have Senate seats And Senate races that are forming Right now we have House Races that are forming. We have candidates that are lining up for um, 2014 and a crucial, crucial election for the balance of power in the United States Congress. And the Republican Party is silent. And everywhere that the Republican Party is being heard, it is being talked talked about in terms of race. We have to get black Americans. We have to get Hispanic Americans. We need to be more friendly to gay Americans. We need to reach out more to, that's just the talk. The Republicans have become part, um, graphic politicians, and we're going to go after this demographic. We're going to go after that demographic. And I would like to give you the suggestion that maybe that isn't what you should be doing. Right now, our country is at a point where no one believes that we're going to get better. And more and more, people are believing that the state that we're stuck in is, will be perpetual and we will be here forever. And no one is out there telling them different. Now, you might have Barack Obama saying it every once in a while, but I think we're at the point where the American public knows better than to believe anything that comes out of this man's mouth. But you have nobody on our side saying that better times will come, that this isn't the end. So here's my suggestion for the Republican Party. You should be running campaigns, and you should be running campaigns right now that says we're looking forward to the future. Not black futures, not Hispanic futures, not white futures, not gay futures. We're looking forward to the future of America as a whole. America has always gone through downturns, but we always come out better on the other end. The other end is coming. The end of Barack Obama is coming. The devastation that lays in his wake can be fixed, but first we have to get him out, and that time is coming. Make it a experience where Americans are starting to look forward to what you can do and to stop looking at, the government, to solve their problems. When you start saying America will rebound, get ready, get set, let's go, and you have it in your messaging that this is not about one of us, this isn't about a group of us, this is about all of us. Not in the sense of Obama, all of us, and pay your, um, pay your fair share, but in the sense of all of us are getting ready to have our individual opportunities opened up because government is going to get the hell out of your way. And it all links back to what Charlotte was saying. It links back into the conversation that you and I were having about how you use your talent. All of this links up because now is the time where millionaires are made, and this is something Republicans need to be pressing. They say there's no opportunity in America. This is the time when... Companies have been destroyed. Businesses have been destroyed. Small businesses, big businesses, large industries, small industries, all have been destroyed. Out of destruction comes creation. Comes opportunity. And this is the time where we need to be putting ourselves in a position that when 2014 comes, that when 2016 comes, we have the building box in place to, to get our new generations of millionaires, to get our new generation of billionaires, and this should be the message that is coming out of the Republican Party. I'm sorry, I got long-winded, you know how I do. But I think it is so important that they stop fighting these stupid little battles, at least Without developing an overall branded message that carries through on every single level, economic level, social level, a a change is going to come, and it's not going to be because of us. It's going to be because of you. We're going to get the hell out of your way. We're going to let you do it your way, and all of this is coming prepare yourself get ready have your emergency fund know what your talents are know what industry you can go into because when we get when we get congress when we get the white house we're going to bring back that america that you used to hear about that america where the dream was alive and well and opportunity was open to everybody we can get back to that america and i think that that is not coming out of the republican party
1: Deborah. Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. I'm caught up. I was actually writing because I was gonna say, you know, Sonny, this is why this is what they do. This is what politics is. It's 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 a circus show. It's it's get the arena get in the arena and the master ceremony is gonna come to the podium no matter who he is, it could be President Obama, it could be Rance previous, whoever the massive arena is at that particular moment, which means whoever the media is on, whoever's at the mic. And, um, you know, they talk about whatever their issue is. And, and right now, it's it's always outreach. And, and and this is what kills me about the Republican Party. It's always outreach to a community. Why, why the hell is it outreach? You know, I, I never thought that I was the door people. was shut in the first place,
0: so why the hell do I need outreach?
1: That you know, uh, see, and that, and that's that's what's crazy. Like this is what they do, and they they use these divisions among people, these popular divisions, which is race, poverty, money. You you know how it goes. So they use these divisions, and then they talk about them, and they get folks looking over here. Meanwhile, over there, you're being either robbed, or you're being taken advantage of socially, mentally, physically. It's crazy and and this is what they do So I, I believe Contrary to what you just said More people need to pay attention To what's going on in our lives The empowerment needs to come From us and we need to Help each other help Ourselves because They're not going to do it they haven't Ever done it you know and this this Is the crazy part you know people get and, and I Know this show is about jobs and And you know I promise I'm going to get you on In less than three minutes I promise you But what I was going to say is, like, they never do it. If you look back through history, and you can take either party, and you can argue this, debate this, who did it best, and the argument is always this party did that, so this party did this. Well, when that party did that, this party did this. It's always a vice versa, vice versa. We did this because y'all wouldn't do it, or y'all did this, so we did that. What happened to doing things for the general people of America, for the general public of America, because it was the right thing to do. You never hear that. You, you never hear that. But what you do hear is you hear us evaluating the things that they did, and then we have to say, you know what, the Republican Party did this because it was the right thing for America. And then on that side, you hear people, Democrats say, well, well, Democrats did this because it was the right thing for the people. But at the end of the day, they never do what most benefits us. No matter what the issue is, government politics, politicians never do what most benefits us on the federal level. It's always what most benefits them. And if we don't clean up our act, if we don't have if we don't have discussions like what we're talking about tonight, you know, how to fill out an application, how to dress because if you look around and I'm an employer, Like, I see people come in my store literally every single day wanting a job, and there's grown people, there's kids, there's there's teenagers, you name it, you know, young adults, whatever you want to call it, from anywhere from 16 on up to 50 and 60 years old that walk in my place of business, a professional place of business, and they're not even dressed to take an interview at that moment. They don't even know. They don't know what to do, where to go, what to say. You know, a lot of people come in there, well, man, you know, oh, man, I'm going to do a good job, man, 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 you know, blah, 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 blah. So this is where we are. Like, if we don't get back to our core principles, if we don't hold those folks in Washington accountable for our money that we use, that that I'm sorry, that they use, if we don't hold them accountable for just common sense stuff, we're going to lose. And we deserve to lose. And this is where we are here now. So in order to correct this, we all have to get off our ass and start interacting and start communicating and start calling these representatives and stop. I'm going to say it again, and I know I'm going to piss people off, but I'm sick of black folks marching. is 64. It's 2013. If you're going to march, have a damn cell phone to call your representative so they can log it and your and your vote and your march can count. Because to them, it's all about numbers. They only do what they have to do. They're not going to do the right thing for you for the community that they're from. They're not going to do that because they got to play ball. They're only going to do what you hold them to the fire, what they have to do. So every time you call them and complain about how nasty your neighborhood is, every time you call them and talk about how much dope is in your neighborhood, they have to log that, and they have to have an, an, an action behind that saying that, well, this is what I did because my constituents said, see, I'm on politics again, man. I got to get off this stuff because, you know, I wasn't ah. going to do this tonight. I wasn't going to do it tonight. I was definitely going to talk about jobs, and that's what we're going to get on in the next segment. Sonny, we're about to pick up employment specialist Janera Hernandez who took this moment out of her life to be on this show with us, man, and I really appreciate her coming on the show and, show, and showing some love to some people out there who had to start over because, and and the reason we've had her on the show, the reason I wanted her to come on the show is because number one, she knows what the hell she's talking about. This is her line. This is her business. This is what she does. But number two, there's a lot of people out there who've been working in factories that have closed down because these assholes in Washington or or elsewise, there I go again. But a, a lot of folks have lost their businesses and they have to start over. You know, some folks have owned the business literally all their lives. And and now they have to go out into the workplace and find a job and they just don't know how. So there's a lot of people out here that don't know the ground core core ways that, you know, that that we take for granted. You know, they just don't know how to go out, seek and find a job. So welcome to the show. Um, a great friend of mine, Yanara Hernandez, how you doing?
3: Hello everybody. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the
1: show. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you know, my little sister, honey, John, on the show and, and myself, and, you know, we, we always co-host this, and, we you know, it's it's a political show. We're always talking about politics, but we love to talk about things that make a difference for people, for the general public, for everybody, every day. And, you know, what I've been seeing is a lot of folks out there don't know what to do. And and, I, and I'm telling you firsthand, like, I when people come to my, my facility and they're looking for a job, a lot of times they don't even know what to say to me. So I, what got me to thinking was that, you know, I think people are just, just waking up in the morning and saying, you know what, I'm going to go out and find a job. But they don't even know where to start. Like, it, shouldn't there be a starting process before you actually get to the interview phase? I mean, what can people do from, from the beginning? You know, when they're sitting at home and decide, you know what, I need to find a job, where can they go from there?
3: Well, really, there's a lot of options out there for people to use, you know, different channels that they can actually go ahead and find um, some sort of information as to how to apply or just a a job list of, you know, positions out there. Um, For example, if if we have people who actually visit um, actual places of employment, as you said, um, Mm -hmm. we need to let them know that, first of all, look at the job bulletin boards. Sometimes (laughs) positions are posted internally, for obvious reasons because they want to let their team members know exactly what's going on first, but that's a good way for you to know what's up, what's going on, who's posting what, and get a good eyesight as to, you know, what positions are out there. So visit certain, position, um, certain jobs of employment um, and, and, and look at their listings, look at the job bulletin boards, because sometimes it isn't always posted online. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, as you mentioned before, going in as if you're going to interview that moment you know, professional language, making sure that you have the, the the proper attire to present yourself. It's all about presentation. A lot of people fail to realize that there is a lot of people right now looking for a job. So it's all about weeding out, you know, the good from the bad and knowing who's the best. So you need to present yourself as the best. You know, only you know exactly what you have to provide to this employer So you need to make sure that you put that out there. It's all about presentation and letting them remember you in a positive light. So i from to actually
1: uh – No, I'm (laughs) sorry. sorry. That's Um, true. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, But, yeah, uh, bulletin boards. Um, Online, a lot of companies, yes, are using this form to put out their position. So going to different websites, there's two out there, actually, that kind of – filter all the websites and, and, and happen to, to list all the positions on their site to, to make it as a one-stop shop for people. Um, Simply Hire.com and Indeed.com are two great websites to visit that have everything posted there. Um, so if you're going to look online, go straight to those two websites because those are really good. Um, and sometimes your, actual, your state might have a site, where it can actually uh, list all the positions as well. Like, for example, I'm actually from Florida, and there's a website that the state has provided to everybody that's called Um And so anyone who's looking, they can actually go there and find everything as well. So look at your state site. They're, they might have some really good positions out there um, that might not be on Indeed.com or simply hired as well. Um, mm-hmm. And even just networking, you know, like, Talk to people. You might not even know that your your close friend might work for, like, a very great, you know, company, um, and they might be looking for somebody. So talk to people. It's all about the networking as well. Um, so that's, that's a very, right
1: very, there.
2: very – exactly. That, that,
1: that's a concern for it. Yeah, that, the networking is huge. And, and you know, yeah. we've had – you know, shout out to Kev Daniels, my brother Kevin Daniels, um, worked at the governor's office up here, definitely holding it down, B-I-G. But um, – We've had networking conferences where we've invited folks in who do hiring and, you know, some entrepreneurs in and and people who want to develop, you know, their own business. And, you know, we've invited those folks in in several different places and we've had speakers. And, you know, the networking aspect, I think, is is probably one of the biggest, like, you know, job fairs and, you know, even Mm -hmm. one guy came in and, and here's what I was impressed about. Um, this is back, you know, not in not in these uh, networking conferences that we had, but back when I was in the meeting with Def Jam when I was doing the music stuff. Uh, I was in the meeting with Lenny Santiago and I think Conrad DeMoss, the guy from Bad Boy. And this one guy, it was a showcase, this one guy came in, and we're talking, this guy came in in a suit. You know, he had a full suit, clean cut. The brother was clean, I'm telling you. He had a <laughs> folder with him, and he had business cards. And he wasn't a performer, he wasn't any kind of entertainer, but he was there saying, you know what, I'm looking for a job. And, you know, he, he had his resume. And I and I just I, I looked at that, and I was like, wow, I never thought, you know, a music showcase would be a place somebody would come looking for a job. But you know what, he got hired by, I can't remember who he got hired by. I think he actually got hired by the hotel where we were having the conference. And, uh, you know, they were the guy was also impressed about, you know, his presentation and his resume, and he had business cards with his name on it, and it just said, like, seeking employment. So, you know, I, you know, I, listen, man, networking is one of the largest, the best ways that I know. You know, open your mouth, communicate with people. Like I always say, talk to people. And, you know, like your just say, you never know if your best friend could be working at a place that could turn out to be the best job you've ever had. Sorry about interrupting there, but just wanted to throw that in. No,
3: you're totally correct. I mean, you'd be surprised how many people are – might know something that you don't know or might be connected to somebody else, you know? So it's it's good to put it out yeah. there. You're you're looking. Put it out there because um, that networking, boy, that works. <laughs> that truly does work. Yeah. And you actually <laughs> mentioned something about um, having uh, business cards. I mean, you don't have to have a business to have a business card. You yourself are a business. You know, you have skill sets that you want to put out there to service a company. So having business cards for your own, that's that's great. I actually want to put out there. Um, I worked at this hotel called Perry South Beach Hotel, um, and I actually had this one individual who amazing. She presented herself gracefully. Her name was Natalie Francisco, and she actually gave me a business card. And I was like, wow, like <laughs> you know what? Just because of that, I'm going to remember you, and I'm going to remember you in the most positive light ever. You know, and it's all about presentation. You want to make sure that you showcase what you have to weed yourself out from everybody else because it is tight out there. There's so many people out there that are looking and employers are looking for the most minimal thing to, to to say, you know what, I'm not gonna consider this person. You know, yeah. so yeah. you want to make sure that your act is on check.
1: Yeah, I like that. That's that's true because I, I to be honest, you know, when when people come in my facility and they're looking for a job you know, the very first thing that I'm looking at is I don't I don't look at what they have on a lot of the times because I've found that, you know, some people are coming from work or from another job, and, you know, they're coming to they fill out an application. But, you know, if you don't have on some sort of uniform or, you know, I can't tell that you've been at work, if you look like you just got up and threw some clothes on, you know, I, I get that. But when I look at your application and I see that it's half filled out, or it's sloppy, or there's a bunch of blanks, you know, not even in, in a, you know, that's a turn off. That, that makes me put that application in the pile that, that says, you know, I'm probably not going to look at it again. So, you exactly. know, I th- yeah.
3: Exactly. No, and, and you'd be surprised like that's, example, the person can be wow, like the most amazing individual ever, you know, the best employee ever. And that's just the the littlest thing that they did without really noticing that made them, you know, lose their opportunity. Um, And and going back into the application uh, um, uh, process, I would say the top um, document that one has to consider is, first of all, make sure they have a cover letter. There's a lot of examples that they can check on websites to, to see exactly what it is that it should consist of. A resume, it has to be on that. You can't just say, I worked as a laundry attendant at this place and that's it. You actually have to list your skill sets. Um, And more so now, you wanna make sure that you list your accomplishments. Like resumes now have changed from listing everything that you've done in a company to actually listing what you have done to better the company. So that's one thing you wanna make sure you word correctly. For example, if you were able, if you're a room attendant for a hotel, if you're able to, you know, properly clean twenty rooms in one hour, put that. (laughs) You know, that's an accomplishment. That's amazing. You know, so you want to list your accomplishment. because that's that's what's going to weed you out from people who are looking for a job to someone who is committed to the job and looking to do the best. so that's the one major thing. And, and going to what you mentioned about applications, wow, there's so much you can say with just how you complete an application. Like, for example, how you mentioned not completing um, all the blanks, like all the the spots mm-hmm. there. Someone can say, wow, you don't pay attention to detail. Yeah. Even though that one box doesn't pertain to you and you left it blank because it doesn't pertain to you, the employer might look at it differently and, and say, wow, this person didn't even notice this box. And dismiss it. They, they obviously don't pay attention. So you want to make sure you mark it. Like, even if you put a line or N-A, not applicable, you know, something that shows that you saw that box and you marked it off. So nice. there's just, like I said, there's so many things that people out there are using to put against you because they want to – they're receiving about a 1,000 applications in one day. So they want to make sure that they select the best and the most minimal thing um, – a minor mistake that you've a made, or something you just didn't pay attention to, two, might actually lead you out from that possible opportunity.
1: It happens more than less, you know. I can definitely tell you that. And, and and even if it's a mistake, you know, I don't know, but proofread, man. If if I could offer anything, yeah, it looks like you just covered it all in the application process. <laughs> but you know, proofread your applications, man, and, and you know, do what you got to do. I, I actually know a guy. Um, he wouldn't hire people if they asked for a pen, So I, I, would, I would throw in there, be prepared This this guy, you know, he's mm-hmm. a manager in, in, in a place And uh, he said, you know, when folks came to fill out applications You know, when they did that with that company He said uh, if they came and they weren't prepared If they needed a phone book to look up old names Or old numbers of places that they worked Or if they didn't have a pencil or a pen he, you know, he wouldn't even consider him, and I, I guess he has that right. But you know, it, it wouldn't help. It wouldn't hurt, excuse me, to be prepared. You know, when you got when you go into these places, and if you're going to fill out an interview, an application, excuse me, somewhere, if you're going to take the time to go to that place and do that. At least be prepared, so you know they can't say that you didn't come prepared to do what you wanted to do. So I would say, if you get to the application process, and I know we kind of sped forward past the pre applicant stage, but make sure you're prepared. And come ready for an interview, because a lot of times I would pull people in and just have a few words with them, you know. Agreed, agreed.
3: And one thing I would um, put out there to to everybody is, from now, even though you haven't interviewed yet, you're still in the job searching stage. From now, start assessing yourself. Start realizing or, or, or thinking back, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? 'Cause that's how you can actually go ahead and develop your resume. And even so, let's say you actually go ahead to um local shop and you decide you want to go ahead and, and apply in person, they might actually pull you in to interview and that's one of the big questions and the hardest ones too. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? You know that going forward, like before going into the the, the you know, location, what your strengths and weaknesses are all your nerves will be off the table, at least a good, you know, 50%. <laughs> but <laughs> it would help you out. Yeah, it would help you out. It would help you out in answering most of the questions out there, knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are before presenting yourself. At the end of the day, truthfully, it all comes to preparation and presentation. That's what's going to help you get a job.
1: True. I love that. That's You know, I don't know, do you think people are afraid I mean, I know there's got to be some sort of fear, you know, when you're new to the job market, whether it be fresh out of college or, you know, you lost your job or your business and having to start over or what may have you. But do you do you think people are afraid? And if they are, which I, I do believe a lot of people are afraid of it, they just won't admit it or say it out loud. But, you know, how can people overcome that fear? Are there any tips that you might have that, you know, folks can do at home that would help them overcome the fear of actually going out there in the job market?
3: I mean, it really goes back to just being prepared and knowing what is expected of you. I know it can be very intimidating once they finally call you in, you know, and they have that sit-down with you and you're like, oh, crap. They ask you what, <laughs> tell me about yourself. You're like, oh, my God, who am I? <laughs> yeah. um, so I I know the nerves are there, but if you sit back, come prepared, come dress appropriately, know yourself, assess yourself, know your strengths, Know your weaknesses. Know all the great stuff you've done in the company, you know, that you've been in in the past. It's gonna be easy because shoot, you got this, you know, you know this <laughs> yeah. you know you've got. You gotta go in with that mentality. It's all about being confident in what you know and what you can do. That's what's gonna help you get the job. If you go in, you know, not knowing much, um, not prepared, not not really Ready for what this may lead to? Then, of course, you're gonna be uh, extremely nervous. You're gonna be, you're gonna have so many fears within you that you just don't know how to even respond, and you'll just have that blank stare at this person. But if you really know yourself and you know what you can commit yourself to, and and what you do, I mean, this is you. This is your career. This is your thought path. If you know your skill, then you know how to present yourself. That would come easily. Just like if I were to sit you down. Um, somewhere you know at a radio station or whatever, you know how to talk, why? because this is what Let's you get do, it. you know, yeah,
0: exactly Ready exactly
3: so, <laughs> so it's me. just a matter yeah. of knowing yourself and being confident in what you do, and that would make everything so much easier, and the fears will be there because the intimidation will always be there, um, but it won't be as strong, it won't be as you no
0: know,
3: evident.
1: well, I always said. I mean, I got I you know, y'all know I keep it 100. It's called keeping it real with Pudgy, so I gotta keep it real. Like my my real name is Alcide Miller, but I would cheat. You know what I'm saying? I would put Al Miller so I could sound like a white guy. You know what I'm saying? And I always said like, if yo if I get in an interview, it don't matter what I look like because I'm gonna kill it. Now I'm just keeping it 100. I mean, come on, y'all y'all know. Hey, come on, it is what it is. I'm not, I, I know it's not a prejudiced world. I'm not. I'm not, you know, the guy talking about the white ball on the pool table is knocking off all the balls and say the black man for last. I'm not that dude. But, hey, it is what it is, man. Any advantage that I could get, but I, I'm confident no matter what. You know, I could be the only black guy in the room. And, again, this has nothing to do with color, but I could be the only black guy in the room and still feel confident enough that, hey, I'm going to get that job. So, you know, when you say confidence, that is very important, you know. Uh, uh, and, and the reason I bring that up, because there's a lot of people that are older, in the job market today and they're having to compete with fresh-out-of-college kids or, you know, again, teenagers fresh out of high school. And I think there's an intimidation factor there, you know, where they, you know, I've heard a lot of older folks say, you know, I'm not going to get hired because uh, it's almost time for me to retire or, you know, uh, they're going to hire these kids where they can pay them less and they're more experienced. You know, whether that may be true or not, you know, confidence is definitely the key so don't ever go into any situation thinking that you're not going to get a job or that the odds are against you. Even if they may be, you know, still have that confidence because a lot of times if you don't have that confidence, it shows. I mean, it shows right through you. You may think that you're hiding it, but you're not. And eventually, if you ask the right question if and if you're in the, if you're with the right interviewer, you know, that will come out. So you know, definitely be confident. I, that's definitely a Julian there. I, I'm glad you said that, and uh, I hope folks have written that down. As a matter of fact, I challenge everybody out there who are looking for a job, or or you want to find a better job. You know, even if you're the most confident person, because I'm going to do this right now. I'm going to write it down. I want you guys to write down, be confident. Write that down. Put it on. Put it in your car on the steering wheel on the rearview mirror in small letters, because, you know, nobody, I don't want y'all blaming me for your accidents, but in the small <laughs> letters, you know, put it on your mirror in your bathroom, on your door, on your headboard, on your bed. I don't, tape it to your arm or your face. Whatever you got to do, I want you guys to write, be confident somewhere where you're going to notice it, and, and, you know, let that be a little bit of inspiration for you to help you along your way, man. I, I definitely think being confident is a major part of landing a job or doing anything, you know.
3: Okay, definitely, definitely. It's it's going to give you that boost to do what you know you can do. So you need yeah. to be confident. You need to be prepared, and you need to present yourself the way you are.
1: I love it. I mean, that's what. It is. There's there's so much more, and and I did get an email. I just want to read this off to you and uh, see if you can answer this question. But you know, if you guys hadn't, you know, catch notes, if you didn't didn't take notes, excuse me. Make sure you log on after the show. Like 30 minutes after the show, you can log on to com. You'll get a replay of the show, you know, fast forward through through the, the player. And uh, take these notes down, you know, write them down so you can have them handy and you can have them ready, you know, so that can help you prepare, you know, for your job search or maybe you want to go online and look for a job. I, I, I remember that you, you, writ, you wrote down or you gave us a couple of names of um, – a couple websites here, which were uh com and dot com. So simply hired and indeed, you guys just gave a, got a major plug. So I'm going to be calling you guys looking for a check, so we can get you get your advertising on here full time. No, I'm kidding, but seriously, if you know, you guys log on to dot com and uh, fast forward through the player, and you can get all the information that Yanaro just gave. And all the tips that she just gave in, you know, jot notes down, write it down, put it somewhere, and make sure you write down that, be confident. Um, You never go into this email that was sent to you, this lady says, and and I was talking about older, she said, I'm I'm an older woman, and I'm looking for a job currently, but right now I just don't want to go out and look for a job, I want to start from home. Um, Maybe she didn't hear the tips that you gave or the websites that you gave that I just re-read out, but... Let me let me just ask you, Nara. What what is some what is something that she can do from home, like to prepare herself um, for her journey?
3: Well, going back to what I mentioned as well. I mean, as far as putting herself out there, of course, I don't want her to like walk all over the place, you know, walk the whole block trying to put out her resume. So she can easily just go online, check local companies that have shops nearby, and even submit it to them. Call them up and see who's, you know, who's there, what their email address is, and send her resume out. Making sure, of course, that before she does submit her resume, um, that she does have, you know, a resume that's intact. List your accomplished list, you know, the skill set, your your technical skills. Um, Making sure you take that route. Um, Even going, like I said, um, as you mentioned as well, the websites, um, that have, you know, a filter of all the websites and all the positions that have been listed, putting herself out there as well. Now, as as a means of preparing herself, you know, personally, I would say think back to everything you've done, which I, I mentioned this before. Um, mm-hmm. Think back to everything you've done because, obviously, you've been employed before and you're able to, to hold on to a position for quite some time. So, yes, this might be a minor setback that you might be unemployed at this moment, but don't look at it as um, as, uh, as something that's going to last that long, you know. Um, being presentable, being prepared are two major factors. Start listing or go onto the website as well um, and look up common questions, you know, and see what are the common questions and make sure you have a response to that. Because, yes, someone who <laughs> is older, um, Nowadays, those who are the hiring managers or the managers are younger. So as soon as they see that, it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> so um, oh, I like, have to prove myself to this and you know. So just make sure that you are ready with the questions that they might ask you, you know. Assess yourself, as I mentioned before. Um, these tips that were given would work for anyone, any age range. So it does not matter about us who, you know, who it would work for more. It's something that would affect everybody, um, and just just making sure that you you know understand your your skill set and how it would apply to the position. Because if the person that you're interviewing knows that you know your job, it would be easy breezy. You know, it should be easy breezy, especially if you're confident with it.
1: I I, I definitely agree, man. I, I think those are great tips, and uh, to the lady who. Sent that email in you know i hope that these tips can help you out in some way and you know definitely good luck on your job search and you know i wish you the best we all wish you the best here at wm3g home of the kirp radio show baby almost 10 million listeners out there we're on the area nara hernandez giving us some great information on job search from the start you know from scratch we all have to start somewhere and a lot of people out there are starting from scratch So I think that the tips that we got tonight will definitely help you along your way. Uh, This segment was brought to you by ASP, all services professional. Any service that you might have anywhere, anything that you need for your business, make sure you contact ASP. One number, one address, one call, and they'll do it all. Also, this segment was brought to you by the Love and Father Society, my nonprofit, by the way. The 1 Father Society, shout out to my brother Rashad Woods, VP of the Operation. We're doing big things out there, man. You can also find our first initiative, which is called I Love Being a Black Father on Facebook. It's Facebook.com backslash I Love Being a Black Father. And we're just out to redefine the negative stereotypes of being fathers. In general, this is what we do. And uh, you know, check us out, man. Give us a shout out there and leave some positive. Inspiration words for somebody It's not controversial We're not trying to start trouble This is all about helping the family All about helping these kids out here All about helping any individual Who wants to be in their child's life Alright, so that's what we do Yanira, we give shout outs on this show I mean, I, I don't know if you realize it or not But that's what we do So, you know, you got to get your We got our popcorn ready And I hope you got your acceptance seats <coughs> ready And just pretend you've won a Grammy and you gotta um read off your shout
3: out. So Okay, well I would say um I would shout out to my parents. Um and Santa and Jorge yes, um they've been my rock throughout everything that I've been through. So um I would like to send a shout out and, and much love to them.
1: I love it. Shout out to your parents, baby, yeah. And um, you know, just to our parents, we, we appreciate it. We we thank you for being that rock. That solid foundation. I ain't going to start preaching on this show. Listen, you know, I really appreciate what you do, man. We're going to try to catch up with you again. And, um, you know, let's do part three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Let's take it to the end of the year. Maybe we can bring you on monthly or biweekly or something like that. I know you're busy, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll work something out. What do you think? Uh, it
3: sounds like a plan, and I appreciate you guys having me, too. Thank you.
1: All right. Sounds good. Have a good night. Have a productive week. Hi, good night. All right, one love. So that was Yannara Hernandez coming in on the show, man, breaking it down, showing us a lot of love, showing you guys a lot of love. And, I mean, it doesn't get any better when you have an employment specialist on the show telling you guys exactly what you need to do, also giving you a couple of websites and actually breaking it all down. I mean, that was B.I.G. in my book. I don't know if it was B.I.G. in your book, but it is what it is. So I also got to give a shout-out to Zan Bunn. Shout-out to you. For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact oh, Allen's Trucking LLC. LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC. Owner Brian Allen and BA Welding. Somehow I got. For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's <laughs> Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC. Owner. Again, I don't know what's going on. You know we having these technical difficulties, but listen, I appreciate you rocking with us, man. We are out of here, Sonny. Where you at? I'm right here. You gotta have a shout out of two or three or four or five. Um
0: hmm, let's see, I give a shout out.
1: Kira. Shout out to Kira.
0: No, yeah, I can no I gave I gave a shout out to to Kira, so I wanna make this one more poignant. I give a shout okay. out to the people who didn't cheer because people died, whether they were good or bad. Justice hey, man, is one thing. Yo. I hate and following the crowd is a totally different thing. And I learned a long time ago that you are you cannot wish bad upon your enemy and expect good for yourself. So I give a shout out to all of those who are hurting off. Both the good. You can't learn to forgive the bad people then. You know, all hope is gonna be lost for us. So really pray for the families, pray for those that are hurting. But also remember don't go out and, and and hate. Don't go out. Don't ever let someone else bring you to hate. So everybody give a shout out to everybody that resisted that urge this week.
1: Sonny man, you spoke to my heart, man. I, I and that, that's a lot of the reason why I'm not talking about the obvious You know, my heart reaches out to those folks in Boston, like I said at the top of the show, definitely to the folks in Texas, and to anybody who's going through anything that has lost anybody going through any kind of death, any kind of pain, or or what may have you. But, man, I'm I'm really so sick of people rooting for and, and cheering on the death of any other human being. And I'm sick of all these folks, Christians too. Y'all man, I you know what, I'm I'm not judging nobody, okay? And and I'm I'm not like trying to call anybody out or anything like that, but if the shoe fits, you can definitely wear that shoe. And you know this is pudgy talking, so if it were a particular person, I would probably I would call your name out. Ain't it probably in it. So I I don't have a personal with anybody, but I'm just saying for the record, you can't proclaim to be for Christ and you are out here cheering on the man hunt down of 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 human beings whether they be christian muslim whatever 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 you know whether they worship the devil i, I can care less you be around here you know wishing ill on people wishing death on people wishing murder on people you know, at the hands of the police or the government or what may have you. So I, I don't, I don't appreciate that, man. I don't get into those conversations, wishing death on people. I don't care what they worship, who they worship, or what they believe. That's not for me. But anyway, we're gonna talk about that later. And uh, thanks everybody for listening to the show, man. I really appreciate it, Sonny. Never tired of you, man. Never tired of you. This is <laughs> your home just as much as it is mine. You know, anytime you don't want me on the show and you like P, I just want you to up. <laughs> You can definitely do that. Just hit me up early. Let me know. We'll add it to the, to the topics that we have on Blog Talk. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely go from there. Shout out to Blog Talk Radio, too, man. Shout out to the CEO. I'm sorry I forgot your name. God. But you got back at us with an email. You let us know that the technical difficulties will be taken care of. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been wonderful, man. So I appreciate you. Folks, we are out of here. The time is over. Shout out to Adidas the love and father society everybody out there man i appreciate you guys appreciate all the listeners out there and i appreciate everything that you do we are gone one love and i'll catch y'all next week and uh keep the faith man don't forget to put right be confident out put it on your mirrors put it on your steering wheels put it somewhere man be confident and 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 leave a legacy and go from there, man. We're gonna do some big things. I'll check y'all out next week, man. Same time, same place, eight p.m. KRP Radio Show, WM3G, number one, home, the number one black conservative show, Southeastern United States. Online, we definitely do a big check. Y'all out next week, man. We are out of here. One love, KRP Radio. <laughs>
0: I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it.
1: Biggie.